The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, There was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, While it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. For many Christians, myself included, the spiritual practice of praying is sometimes quite difficult. In my estimation, this is primarily due to a misunderstanding of prayer. We all know how to pray, but no one ever taught us maybe why we pray. I've noticed that not knowing the why of prayer has caused both distress and disinterest in the practice. Distress has been stirred by an understanding of prayer as incantation. The only way your loved one will be healed, your family will be protected, or your job will be secured is if you pray the right number of prayers. Miss one, and they're doomed. On the other hand, I found that people lose interest in praying when told that prayer is a conversation with God. Now, while there is certainly truth and beauty to this, many people still struggle with this reasoning. Why? Because it seems really like a one-sided conversation. Speak, Lord. Your servant is really listening. Prayer then becomes a recitation of a laundry list of issues and needs to check the box of your Christian duty for the day. So what's the why of prayer? What's more, what is prayer? A couple of weeks ago, I was uh, attending my second course with the Theology of the Body Institute, and I heard this quote from Pope Benedict XVI that sort of helped me put prayer into focus. The fathers of the church say that prayer, 
properly understood is nothing other than becoming a longing for God. Becoming a longing for God. Hmm. Prayer is a wrenching open of our hearts so that our deepest desires and aches might be lifted to heaven. We see a glimpse of this in Jesus' parable of the persistent or the let us be for today, tenacity, her tenacious widow. Her deepest desire and ache is for justice. She just wants her wrongs made right, don't we all? Ultimately, it is only in and through God where our longings find their rest. In and through God, all our deepest desires and aches find the soothing balm of healing and restoration. You see, if prayer is becoming a longing for God, to be tenacious in longing for Him, that means our whole lives are prayer, not just the moments when our hands are folded and our heads are bowed. But this understanding of prayer requires our faith to be stretched. Because if our whole life is becoming a longing for God, a surrendering of our desires and aches heavenward, it means that we must detach ourselves from the pleasures of the world. True prayer is an untethering of our hearts from the false promises of the world that our desires and aches might fly to heaven and find their rest. Now this seems to be difficult for us for maybe two reasons. Some of us are the type that need control of everything. Are you a control freak out there? Maybe one or two of you. If we have desires or longings, it's just easier to quench them ourselves. Or if someone has wronged us like someone wronged the persistent widow, we won't wait for justice as she did. We'll go and get it ourselves. If we give our desires and aches to God, that means he absorbs them and then we don't have control over them anymore. And for many of us, that's a scary thought that requires faith stretching. Others of us find this difficult because for some reason, we feel as if we're dealing with the judge in the parable, the one who neither fears God nor respects any human being. I mean, why would we open our hearts, stretch our faith, uh, 
to someone who at the end of the day just doesn't care, just isn't answering our prayers. If there's one lesson to be learned from this parable today, friends, it's that your judge is better than the widow's judge. Because our judge, Jesus, not only fears God, He is God. He is, as the beautiful psalm for today reminded us, is the God who neither slumbers nor sleeps. He's the one who is your guardian and your shade. He's at your right hand and guards you from all evil. And not only does he respect humanity, but he also loves humanity so much that he took on human flesh to bear the burdens of humanity and to pay the ultimate price for our sins, welcoming us into a divine embrace for eternity. Becoming a longing for God and Opening our hearts to our loving judge isn't like trading punches, which the judge in the parable feared. She's going to come and clock me out. No, becoming a longing for God is like trading wishes. And we return to the homily from last weekend. God gives, we give back in thanksgiving, God gives back super abundantly. We give our desires and our aches to God, and He gives them back to us, healed and restored, prayers answered. St. Bernard of Clairvaux once said, when you pray, do we have that on the screen? There we go. When you pray, God will give you what you ask or something better. We become a longing for God and God gives himself back to us, body, blood, soul, and divinity. God always gives us something better, even if it doesn't appear to us as if it's something better. Because if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's usually agony that comes before ecstasy. Prayer is becoming a longing for God. It is a stretching of our faith so that when the Son of Man comes, he will certainly find such deep faith on earth. That, my friends, is why we pray today, let tenacity be to me. Let us, Lord, be tenacious, persistent in prayer for when we long for you and surrender our desires and our aches, we trust that you will give us back yourself. My friends, open your hearts. Become that longing for God. Pray for what you want. Be so grateful for what you get. 
for your judge is better than the widow's. Entrust yourself to him, the one who judges justly and loves lavishly. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. I invite you to stand.